0: The Christian Atheist is also available on YouTube, and you will find other great content, including the literature I frequently refer to, on our Simple Gifts podcast. If you find our content helpful, consider supporting us through PayPal at RomansChapter5 at Comcast.net. Welcome to The Christian Atheist, where faith and reason fuse in the Incarnation. Episode number 60, The Evident, Evidence, and Faith. Part 3. As I have developed this series, I have discovered, especially at its completion, that I am spinning out themes laid down in our Machinery of the Looking Glass series. I am, that is, being almost completely autobiographical here, tracing the path of the collapse of my atheist belief system. Rationality, I came to understand is essentially self-referential and intentional, directed outward, from a center, a bounded present, subject to the real boundaries of the given, and bounded also by choice, the self-referential freedom, that is, necessity, to value order our experience, to transcend the given toward the ideal. Socrates' lesson was that we must never forget our fundamental ignorance, our bounded presence. And it is only on that foundation that we can effectively reach toward knowledge, the unreachable but real asymptote indicated by our rational experience of the evident. The truth is out there. This is the fundamental mystery of being. And we do not, if honestly seeking, pursue it in vain. This is the fundamental faith on which Western society is built. Knock, and it will be opened. Seek, and you will find. This is faith in the goodness of being the goodness of God, including the efficacy of our empirical and rational faculties to apprehend it, to discover, to uncover truth. Our ability to pursue truth, our freedom, also allows us to deny it, however. The rational space between our conception of reality, our metaphysics, And the mystery of being as revealed in the evident allows us to either affirm the objective value of being or deny it. We can, in freedom, choose transcendent reality, the empirical mode of thought. Or we can choose our conceptual speculation. We can judge reality. Evaluate it as a lesser value than our own narrative constructs. Why we do this is a function of our choice of value, our freedom to value order the evidence in constructing our world. When we deny the boundaries of reality in favor of intellectual speculation, we combine the myths of Pygmalion and Narcissus. Intellectual speculation, that is, imagination, creates a beautiful product, falls in love with it, with itself, really, and spends its days contemplating its own perfection, never allowing reality to invade and correct its errors, its excesses, and deficiencies. Many have noted the inability of socialism and the unwillingness of socialists, despite the obvious and tragic, indeed catastrophic, real-world consequences, to recognize its profound, fatal flaws, its irremediable conflict with reality. This is a function of the privileging of reason over being, of the rational over the empirical of self-love over truth, of a refusal to submit to any boundaries not chosen by the subject. Science is built on the empirical correction of theoretical speculation, the progressive approach to the asymptotic ideal of knowledge, the view that being must be rationally respected, not rationally imposed. The intellectual failure of the Enlightenment project and of modern-day scientism is the hubristic belief that this ideal cannot only be approached, but achieved. That science, in fact, knows. That our rational picture of reality, our metaphysical speculation, is reality. Philosophically, Immanuel Kant called this position empirical idealism, that subjectivity, to a greater or lesser extent, creates reality. This hubris drives today's ideological excesses, from the Marxist-Hegelian certainty that their brand of social change will usher in utopia, to the wokest certainty that racism and oppression underlies every aspect of human relations. And it also leads logically to the suppression of dissent. Since when we know, all dissent is error, and, more menacingly, moral failure. The evidence should be, then, a primary boundary a check and balance upon our conceptual storytelling. We ignore it at our peril. Although imagination, rational speculation, can create infinitely varied explanations for the evident, all accounts are not equal. The truth is out there. And our only primary access to it is through the evident. It is by the fruit, by the empirical reality, that we know the tree. When we ignore the evidence in our conceptual explanations, explain it away, rather than explaining it, we have moved into untethered speculation, creating the world in a much more profound and dangerous sense. When we twist and bend reality, which is usually done in order to serve some end. It has a way of snapping back, often disastrously. We can tyrannize ourselves to believe a lie. Or we can be tyrannized by others to do so, by social pressure or ideological blinders. It is freedom, rational corrigibility, that allows both possibilities. I would argue, then, that one of the surest signs that an ideology is at work is the systematic insistence on the rationalized account over the authority of the evident. In 1984, Winston writes in his diary, quote, Freedom is the freedom to say that two plus two make four. If that is granted, all else follows. End quote. Notice here that the freedom Winston wants is to judge according to the evident, while acknowledging that a different sense of freedom underlies that capacity. The freedom to deny what is evident in favor of a metaphysical account. We must be free to lie to ourselves, or we will not be free to accept the truth. As Descartes said, it is in our will that error Is to be found. We can lie because we are rational beings. Lies are rationalizations. We are free to embrace or reject what is given to us. If we reject it, we must rationalize the rejection. The lie begins, then, as Blake suggested, when we abandon the evident in favor of a rational story we choose in its place. We are led to believe a lie when we see not through the eye. Our will enables us to choose a metaphysics that correlates truth and experience, that respects the evident, objective truth, reality, and right, or... We can choose a metaphysics that denies that correlation. As Descartes said, Our freedom reflects divine freedom, nearly absolute in itself. Ultimately, this means that in denial, we can choose to think ourselves God. In contemporary language, to identify as God. We can conceive our rational constructs as ultimate value, like Pygmalion fall in love with our own subjectivity, view our vision as rightfully sovereign in the universe, as the corrective to all that is wrong. This view implicitly or explicitly blames being, that is, God, in Western theism, for all the wrong it sees judging all boundaries to its will, to its ends, as bad. Here again we encounter consequentialist ethics. All that serves our end has value. And value is nothing more than that which serves our end. The subject, socialist man, for instance, is supreme, the absolute arbiter, Truth and reality have no existence outside this absolute relativity. Thus, all Hegelian utopias. The unpardonable sin against Hegelian ideology is limitation, boundary. What limits our will is not real, not true, not good. It is deceptive, false, and evil. It must be corrected. "...so that he will think, act, and fashion his reality like a man who has discarded his illusions, so that he will move around himself as his own true son." Karl Marx, a contribution to the critique of Hegel's philosophy of right. This same sentiment is proclaimed by Satan in Paradise Lost, Book 4 in a self-reflective soliloquy on his act of defiance against God. Satan speaks. All God's good proved ill in me, and wrought but malice. Lifted up so high, I disdained subjection, and thought one step higher would set me highest and in a moment quit, the debt immense of endless gratitude, forgetful what from him I still received, and understood not that a grateful mind by owing owes not, but still pays, at once indebted and discharged. What burden, then? Oh, had his powerful destiny ordained me, some inferior angel! I had stood then happy. No unbounded hope had raised ambition. But other powers as great fell not. But stand unshaken from within, or from without, to all temptations armed. Hadst thou, Satan says to himself, the same free will and power to stand? Thou hadst, he answers himself. Whom hast thou then, or what, to accuse, but heaven's free love dealt equally to all? Be then his love accursed, since love or hate, to me alike it deals eternal woe. Nay, cursed be thou, Satan says to himself, since against his thy will chose freely. What it now so justly rues. The fundamental faith choice, thus, is whether to accept or reject the goodness of being, the goodness of God, to bear willingly its limits, burdens, and constraints, to see one's own good as bounded, framed by transcendence, and thus to be thankful, or to rail against being, to seek its overthrow as one's own good. Thus, our fundamental metaphysical and ethical choice receives yet one more formulation. We choose either one, to be subject to reality, to the empirical mode of thought, to God as being the established boundaries within which we, quote, live, move, and have our finite, limited being. Or, two, by denying option one, we choose to be supreme being, to take upon ourselves the rights and privileges of deity, to create our reality, to be value. This is the Hegelian, or Marxist-Socialist, or postmodern wokeist vision now overtaking our society. We will conclude this series next week by summarizing the ground we've covered. I am a Christian, with the searching and skeptical mind of an atheist. I don't want to believe anything that isn't true. I know both sides of the looking glass, and I know them with open eyes. I choose Christ's side. I invite you to join me from wherever you stand before the looking glass. That's this week's episode. Thanks for listening. And remember, you can have your religious cake and eat it, too. You can have reason, respect for science, a 21st century worldview, and be a Christian.